What's good, football fans? Welcome back to the Fourth and a Mile podcast alongside my good friends, Brady, Bradley, and Jeremy. My name is Josh. We appreciate you all tuning in. So if Brady, Bradley, and I sound a little sad um, this this episode, it may be because we were in attendance for a certain playoff game this week and that did not go our way. Other than that, boys, how are we doing? Well, other than that big piece of information, I think we're all doing well. We got Bradley back on the episode. Bradley, how are things going? Sleep is not a thing anymore. Sleep is not a thing. I appreciate you guys uh, giving me the shout out and uh, for holding down the fort last week and uh, happy to be back. Jay Beggs, how are you doing today? I'm good. I've been saving a spot for you guys over here. No <laughs> fun club. Good. You just got an earlier pick than we did, so. We'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there other than, than tell everybody what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so on today's episode, we're doing a recap of the wild card round um, and then give a little preview to the division round. We're going to talk about the coaching carousel. So there's five teams right now that do not have a head coach, um, a couple with GMs, but we're not going to worry about the GMs. We're going to talk about the head coaches, predict who is going to be the head coach for each of those five teams. Then we're going to do our breakdown on the wide receivers. So we did our running backs last week with a bunch of superlatives. We're going to do wide receivers. And I'll give you a little foreshadow. In my opinion, we were far off on the wide receivers outside of the top ones. Oh, so yeah. uh, I, I think it'll be oh, interesting yeah. to have that conversation. It's not Thanksgiving, but it's always good to have some humble pie too. So uh, <laughs> we'll have that at the, the wide receiver rankings recap. But let's talk about the wild card round. Talking about the Saturday games, um, San Francisco won the game over Seattle 41-23. to the game was close at halftime, 17 to 16 in favor of the Seahawks. And then the Niners just went nuts. Um, and then Jacksonville came all the way back and won the game 31 to 30 over the Chargers. Thoughts on the Saturday games, the two of them. I th- what an insane game with Jacksonville and the Chargers, though. Like being, uh, I think it just cemented Lawrence. I mean, we thought he already did take a step, but this is a firm cement that, like, okay, he can have a really, really poor you know, part of the game and still have the mental fortitude to come back and beat a pretty good team. So I was really happy to see that for Lawrence. Yeah, staying with that game, I think people don't talk a lot about that Jacksonville defense. They have a lot of young, talented players that were high draft picks, and they fly around, they make plays. They're going to be battle-tested. They have a tough matchup with Kansas City coming up next week. But the last six to seven weeks, they've been a backbone for that team. Yeah, uh, down in like every single one of those wins that they've come, like they are a when you say battle tested and weathered, like they are coming in, um, definitely meeting that. And yep. again, we keep talking about it. What does competent coaching do to an organization and to a team? Well, you're seeing it in Doug Peterson. Yeah, well, and I just want to go back to Trevor Lawrence. We talk about, I mean, he was on record for one of the worst playoff debuts like ever, like four picks in the first half. You're just, you're wondering, you're like, okay, is the stage too big? We talk about Joe Burrow and that it factor. We need to start having that conversation about Trevor Lawrence in that it factor. You look at the stats, it's not going to look great, but to come back and have four touchdowns after throwing four picks in the first half, that is like the mental toughness. And you hear the guys when they talk about it after the game, like ETN talking about like, I'm just thankful to be on the same field as Trevor and all this stuff. Like, Trevor's our guy type thing. Like To me, that just speaks volumes um, to the leader and the player and the it factor that Trevor Lawrence has. Um, I do want to shift focus on the LA Chargers side. Are, are we team Brandon Staley does not have a job or are we team he keeps his job? Yeah, I don't think, so I don't think it matters. I, I think they're keeping him. If it wasn't done already, I, I believe that he's staying as their head coach. And that's what I was at. Are, are, are the Chargers getting a new head coach or are they not getting a new head coach? I don't think so. In my opinion, no. I think they're getting a new head coach. I think that this game warrants that. If you're that – I mean, the Mike Williams decision to play last week of the regular season, that's that, could, that had some controversy as well of, you know, not – it's a very injury – um, prone player and playing him the last game that didn't mean anything. It's kind of a tough situation to be able to, you know, actually defend. When your franchise quarterback comes out and says that he's lucky to have a coach like uh, Staley, I think he's going to stay. 
Whether or not you think he should, I just think that's what the Chargers are going to do. That's fair. Think, Let's. Uh, I. I think there's also job. some. Would you say, Brady? I, I think he keeps his job. I think so too. I think there's something to be said about the fact that he's a defensive-minded coach, runs the defense. They came out and did exactly what they were supposed to do, created a bunch of turnovers, had the lead, and in the second half, they just didn't get it done. And their offense scored three points. And it just – I think it's hard to put all of that on the coach. Now, if you're in that building and you think it's they're stagnant and they're not going anywhere, now that's a different story. And then we can only observe from the outside. But – Yep. Any any thoughts on San Francisco over Seattle? I thought it was interesting. I saw that they're already talking about re-signing Geno um, to a long-term deal. I've, I saw. I don't know how like the pricing of that. If that's going to be interesting. Um, but I, is the San Francisco offense right now the best system for a quarterback in our lifetime? Uh, I, I, it's a good system. I, I think Kyle. Sh- Kyle Shanahan to me is the best offensive mind and him or Andy Reed um, are the best two offensive minds in football. Um, so I, I don't know. Is it Brock Purdy or is it the Brock offense? Purdy, I, Brock Purdy I balled. Like statistically he balled and like, there was a lot of like, you know, discourse. He should have had more. Yeah. There was a lot of discourse on Twitter about, you know, the actual throws that he made and it was like, okay, there's not a guy 10 yards away from this re- receiver. There's not a guy 10 yards away from this throw, like very, you know, rudimentary throws that he didn't have to, you know, put a dot on him. But, you know, should add another one. Ayuk dropped a touchdown, but he also that That was a really that was a very impressive play. Yeah. Also, Juwan Jennings was wide open and Purdy let Tariq Woolen coming come up and catch catch Jennings in the end zone. He also had one where everybody's like, oh, what a dime by. Purdy and it just it wasn't a good throw like that's just it's not a good throw like he should have it should have been a touchdown it, it just wasn't a good throw so Trey Lance is still the quarterback next year let's just call it what it is <laughs> unless they're hoisting Lombardi I think that's the only way that uh that Brock Purdy starts next year and they'll get to play play it out in in the offseason they're both on rookie contracts so they're not going anywhere if they want to see who the better quarterback is going into next year Let's talk Sunday games. Uh, Buffalo beat Miami. Giants beat the Vikings. And the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Ravens. So the scores of those games, uh, Buffalo 34, Miami 31. Uh, The New York Giants had 31. The Vikings had 24. And then the Cincinnati Bengals had 24. And the Ravens had 17. So thoughts on the Sunday slate. Let's let's start with the first one, Buffalo-Miami. What's your guys' level of concern with this Buffalo defense? Uh, 31 points to Skylar Thompson is not, uh, not what the doctor ordered. There was a defensive touchdown too. That's where I get a little, I don't know. It's, it's I'd be concerned with 24 points <laughs> too. So I definitely, it's definitely concerning. What's more concerning to me is just the team is weird. Like sometimes like, hmm. and it's been like this all year. Yep. I mean, even, even the, I go back to now I watched the whole game you know, with a, with an eye on it. Right. But it was the, the green Bay game. Even that game, the Packers had no business being in the game. The only reason they were is because the bills just messed around and they've kind of done that at different points throughout the year in a lot of different games. And this is, is one of them. They were running, like running away with this thing. And Josh Allen just starts it by throwing a pass. He did not need to throw and they pick it off and they start to build some momentum and the dolphins just kept going. And now, again, the fumble happened. It was a defensive touchdown. I'm not putting the blame on Josh Allen there. It happened. But they're just – they seem to just, like, play with their food at times. And it just <laughs> lets teams back in. They get confidence. And they need to make something happen at the end to win. And when you're playing a team that has a lot of talent, that can be very concerning. Like, next week is no gimme. Oh, the farthest thing from. Any other thoughts on this game? Nope. Nothing from me. All right. Do we want to talk about the Giants and the Vikings? Do we have to? Uh, probably. Uh, I want to talk about something from the Giants side. Obviously, Daniel Jones is going to get a lot of credit, should get a lot of credit. I mean, the Vikings defense sucks. But one thing that I, I think someone that deserves a lot of credit is Dexter Lawrence. Uh, he was a snub on a first-team All-Pro, I believe. He He is a pro bowler. The guy has been the best interior defense lineman this year. In my opinion, 
all year long. Second best. I think Chris Jones has been better. Okay. He should have been a first. Best NFC. Yes, I agree. That's what I'm saying. He had eight pressures from the inside. Granted, we don't have any all pros in Minnesota at the interior offensive line, but we have some capable players, and he was an absolute force. I mean, he he impacted the game, like, unbelievable. Last play of the game. Yeah, fourth down, fourth and eight. The average NFL fan is going to blame the quarterback for throwing a three-yard pass. When you have a 350-pound defensive tackle that's about to tackle you, you can't make a 70-yard throw. So, yeah. All right. Jeremy, what are your thoughts from an innocent bystander standpoint? (laughs) Um, it, I mean, I see a lot of people blame Kirk. It was not Kirk's fault. Um, okay. Before you continue, those are the people that probably didn't watch the game. Honestly, though, like if, if you're sitting there, Kirk Cousins, like that's, that's a tough take when the Giants defense was average all day. Continue your thought, Jeremy. I, I, and Riley mentioned Daniel Jones and, you know, I, everyone's going to talk about Daniel Jones and, and to his credit, I mean, he earned, he earned himself a lot more money yesterday for sure. But I will say this, I'm happy for him and he played really well, but his two best games, he, so he's thrown, I think over 240 yards, I think like three times this year and two of them were against the Vikings defense. Love it. Thanks and, for and, that. And I'm, so, that's so depressing. <laughs> Oh my like, word! That's now so Daniel Jones like completely outplayed what people thought he was, and I do think he's at a point where he's finally proving to people that he's better than what people gave him credit for. That organization did everything they could to screw him up, and he yep. has definitely outlasted that. And he's doing it with, I mean, look at Ryan his weapons. Dable. <laughs> yes, Ryan Dable's 100%. done a very good job, and he deserves money. He deserves to get paid, but I will say like. You know, a lot of people are coming out and saying that he's finally a guy that they can win because of now. And I oh, would like uh, to think that's true, but. Let's see I, when he goes into Philadelphia, what, what kind of quarterback shows up there. Because. Yep. Any, he anything about seven first downs yesterday. That's impressive. He ran the ball 17 times. And that's unbelievable. Set, like that's a big difference maker from that position for sure. Yeah. Anything on Cincinnati or even Baltimore. You know, Just your average anymore. AFC North. You, you didn't want to talk Since. about that that other game anymore, Brady? No, no, absolutely not. We talked about it for way too long. Not <laughs> since he got bailed out with that uh, touchdown. Did you see yeah. that block? Like that block in the back that you know was oh. or wasn't. That one is tough. Let, letter of the law. I mean, is it not? I just, was, I just think. They they got lucky that they had an inexperienced quarterback that tried to jump over the line from like two and a half year, or two yards away. Like just follow, well, follow that your guys. A completely different thing for sure. Yeah, I mean they got left let off the hook, and I I give them as much a chance as anybody to beat Buffalo next weekend in Buffalo. Yeah, what percent chance do you think uh, Lamar comes back to Baltimore? Fifty five. Baltimore's in, Baltimore's in control. They can franchise tag him. I think it's got to be high. If if you're Baltimore, like you can't. Look he at doesn't the walk for free. <laughs> look at the final four quarterbacks, right? You're talking about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Trevor Lawrence. Like you can't just roll the dice at that position. Yes, I agree. That's I, a really good take. Good point. Uh, you have a dude, keep him. Predict the divisional matchups. Philly against New York. We riding with Philly. I mean, you got to, right? Yeah. I'm riding with Philly. Because okay. and here's why, just really quick. Philadelphia's interior offensive line is incredibly good. Yes. It Kelsey. is and Lane Johnson's gonna be playing too. Yeah, it, their yeah. their tackles are good too. But I'm saying if what the Giants do Dexter has Lawrence, press, yeah. pressure from the inside too. Yep. Good point. Uh, Jacksonville versus Kansas City. Any chance for an upset here? There's a chance, but I would say Kansas. Yeah, City. who who are you picking? Kansas City. Kansas City. I mean, it'd be fun, but the the right pick is Kansas City. Yep, I th- I say Kansas City as well. Uh, Buffalo versus Cincinnati. This is the matchup we all need to make a decision on here. I am going with Cincinnati. 
I am taking Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo too, and it's weird because their first playoff games, neither of which played very well, and still were able to advance. Right. I could be swayed either way, but I'm I'm gonna make go a decision. Buffalo. Thank you, thank I'm, you. I'm going with Buffalo. Okay, San Francisco. We don't know who they play as of right now. It's gonna be Doesn't Dallas matter. is up six <laughs> zero. Is everybody picking San Francisco? Regardless? Yeah, I don't think it matters. Yeah. Okay, good. That's where I sit as well. Let's talk coaching carousel before we uh, go to a break. So there's five head coaching positions open. Arizona, Houston, Indianapolis, Denver, and Carolina. What we're going to do is we're going to go and predict who we think. Did you guys do who the best candidate for them is or who you think they're going to head coach is going to be or a combination of both? I feel like I feel like it's the same. Okay. Let's let's start in Arizona. Who who is your candidate of choice for Arizona? I'll start. Uh, I had Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator for the Eagles, going to Arizona. I thought um, pairing him with a mobile quarterback who uh, has made strides with um, with the passing game, I think is you know a like for like situation with Jalen Hurts to Kyler Murray, um, and he can be able to help him make similar jumps that Jalen Hurts did. I went Sean Payton. Interesting. I think, it, I think it make a lot of sense. It's a it's a enticing job. I think. They have uh, a franchise quarterback in Kyler Murray that's under contract. They have a early pick, and I think Sean Payton would really help that team. And he has, could have control of a lot of a lot of front office stuff too. I know they just hired a GM, but how about you, Jeremy? Yeah, I, I had the same answer as Josh for very similar reasons, trying to take advantage of Kyler Murray. I I had Shane Steichen as well. I would say he is. A top two. I, I'm keeping Sean Payton out of there just because I, as a franchise, I can't fathom trading a first round pick for a head coach. That's but, crazy. Uh, so he is a top two candidate for me. I think he could maximize Kyler Murray the most. The underrated part about Shane Steichen is he calls plays for Philly, like the offensive team, the offensive juggernaut. He calls their plays, so he knows how to do that. I'd be interested to know if he would call the plays there, but I think he would be an awesome candidate in Arizona. The Houston Texans. I think they're going to have to pay somebody a lot of money to go coach there, but uh, who is, who's the head coaching candidate for Houston? <laughs> I had D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans makes a lot of sense. And that's who I had as well. That, that is also who I had. Cause I just think like, to, honestly, to Brady's point, they got to pay somebody to go there. The right person. I think this is a way to write a decent amount of wrongs that they've had. Um, I think it's a good story. I think it's a good fit. I think they win over a lot of people if they do that. I think there's no chance, and you know what, that D'Amico Ryans wants to go there. Um, He's so interviewing I w- with him on Friday. I know, but it's fine. He interviewed with the Vikings and didn't want to come here, or didn't want a head coaching job. So I, I just don't know how you go from a, a team like San Fran to a team that's like run Houston. so well. Yeah, yeah. He, he played there. I, I know. Do you think Probably another reason why he doesn't want to go there? <laughs> I, just, I, I think you're off base on that. Do you think okay. that there's a thought to be had about pairing, like taking a quarterback at 102 and wanting to pair it with an offensive mind for the next 10 years? Uh, I mean, it's a good point. That's not who, so. I went, I went with Jonathan Gannon, uh, the defense coordinator for Philly. Okay. Don't love the hire, but it, it's fine. <laughs> Houston and myself, we don't see eye to eye right now. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Who did you guys have for the head coaching candidate here? I had Eric Bieniemy. Interesting. OC for the Chiefs. I think they're getting a new quarterback, and hopefully, it's not a guy older than the age of thirty-five that Bieniemy can be able to have <laughs> with for like five, six years. Subtle jab at Jim Mercy. That's okay. I went with yes. Mike Kafka. I think he's going to get a, a head coaching job. Uh, this isn't who I would hire. But I had Harbaugh coming from Michigan. He just, uh, I think it was probably 20 minutes before we went on. He said he's going back to Michigan, so find a different one. Sweet. <laughs> did, he, did he play? That's for the, so tough. When he played in the league, did he play for the Colts? I think so. Yeah. Okay. No. He so did, he did uh, while, while Jeremy is, is getting his other candidate, I went with Mike Kafka as well. And I don't know why he's not on a lot more radars. Uh, he deserves a lot of credit. Look at his experience too. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and Al Brian Dable. Those are two of the best offenses out there. So I, I think if you want that young, next up and coming 
head coach. I think that's Kafka. It seems yeah. it seems like uh, I'm losing my train of thought. It seems like it was a Zach. It would be like a Zach Taylor type hire. Yeah. Like, kind of out of nowhere, you're gonna Dable's an offensive minded. You're gonna just take off of of Dable's tree a little bit. So I mean, I think it's a good hire. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I had Mike Kafka. <laughs> the timing on it's just perfect because it's not like you it it just like i think harbaugh just came out and said he was going back to michigan so it's it's hilarious uh the denver broncos who do you guys think the denver broncos get i'm talking myself out of it after hearing a lot about kafka and i i like that but i had sean payton and after thinking like okay wait they actually have to trade they have a first-round pick, though. They have San Francisco's first-round pick this next year. I suppose that God. So I had to just because trying to write the ship of like a veteran quarterback. That's kind of the thought I went there, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I I, I think it's a possibility. Uh, Josh, a what did you say? Here. Sorry, Sean Payton. I do have Sean Payton. Hey, I, uh, I went Dan Quinn. They want an experienced coach, so I think whatever they go with, there's going to have some experience there. I think Dan Quinn's the right answer, but when we did this exercise, and this is maybe spoiling Carolina's, I needed to have D'Amico Ryans on some, but he's he needed to be head coach somewhere, so I went D'Amico Ryans for Ed Denver. So Carolina, last but certainly not least, Carolina, who is the head coach there? I think Josh and I are going to have the same exact one. Yep, Ben Johnson. Yep. Yeah, OC for the Lions. I really like what they were doing there. And they're likely to take a quarterback early in the draft. Give me some DJ more targets, baby. I'm going to butcher his first name, but I'm going to go for it. Yes. Ezro Evro. Evro. I said first name. I did the last name right. (laughs) (laughs) No, the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. I've read some articles, tweets that said that he is one of the most poised coaching candidates in this pool of coaching. And I, I could see Carolina trying to get some stability with a young mind. I think all five of them have interviewing him. I'm pretty sure I've seen his name come up a lot. I'm going to be honest with you up until like Christmas time. I didn't know who he was. Who'd you have Jeremy? Got hired by the Packers. <laughs> Thanks Joe Barry. For nothing. Um, my guy, and you guys won't like this, and I don't know how many would, but Jim um, Harbaugh. It's, no, it's Steve Wilkes. <laughs> hey, I don't, I mean, I don't hey, hate it. The players love him. The the players love him. He galvanized that locker room. Although it's a tough or a bad division, he made the best of it and put them in a position to have a chance when he took over a very crappy situation. And he was kind of given the short end of the stick when he had a head coaching opportunity. I don't really know what the expectations were with honestly, similar to a lovey Smith situation. And I think he deserves probably another shot, but it probably won't happen. Great. Uh, okay. So this wasn't on our preparation, but let's say tonight after we're done recording, Brandon Staley is no longer the head coach of the chargers. Who is your candidate for the Chargers? And I'll give you a little bit of time. Mine would be Sean Payton. I think they would they would trade their first round. Okay. I think that's a really good one. Yeah. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) With that, let's let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll do wide receiver recap. Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the Fourth and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at Fourth and a Mile Pod. That's Fourth and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the Fourth and a Mile podcast. All right, I gave the warning. We did. We thought it was not our great, our best effort for rankings. Looking back at it, so we're going to talk about it. Wide receiver year in a year in review. Any initial thoughts maybe on the rankings or how, how you're going to change maybe projecting going forward based off of what we see right now in our rankings or just any general thoughts to start the rankings out? Yeah, I think um, one I, we've mentioned this before, but I think I'm, we're going to be a little bit more open-minded to re- star receivers changing teams in the offseason. Um, well, I, I think that's where I went 
quite wrong is where I was trying to, you know, hamper them because statistically and historically that's been the case, but that was simply did not play out that way. For me, I, I'm going to value the wide receiver two a little bit more on teams. Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk, like these players, T Higgins. T. Higgins I just feel like some of those guys are good players. They had really good fantasy years. Jalen Waddle, like, yeah, these players where it's like, who cares if they have another good receiver? If they get eight to 10 targets, let's start thinking about it a little bit more rather than moving up. Uh, I'm trying to look at the list right now of Brandon Cooks, like, just because he's the yeah. one there. Like, <laughs> of course, is a sorry. Texan. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Michael Pittman's another one, too. Yeah. That hurts me. Mike Williams, we forgot to mention Mike Williams, too. Like, that's a wide receiver, too. For me, I'm going to be a lot more open to going up around earlier for some rookie receivers. No I think they, their their opportunity to to ball out is is something that uh, I would be willing to to go for, especially when it comes to fantasy championship time. Like Garrett Wilson is, is a guy that should have been picked a lot sooner than he was picked. But didn't all those guys hit waivers outside of of Chris Olave? Probably Garrett at Wilson some point. Have. Garrett Wilson shouldn't have. Okay. I mean, we kept Maybe saying not. on the show that Garrett Wilson shouldn't. Yeah. Okay. And I think that this wide receiver class in general is not as talented as next year's in foreshadowing to probably 2024 as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Any I, other I thoughts? I was just going to say, I think, just to wrap that one up, I think it's fair, similar to Brady's comment last week about the running backs, is just keep an eye on those younger guys just because it is, again, to Bradley's point, like can really pay off towards the end of the year. Yeah, I let's let's get into superlatives. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about some of these players and where we where we were off base. Let's talk about where we, as a podcast or as our consensus rankings, we were just dead wrong on where we had them. Pull a player out. Who who's who's starting us? Uh, for me, I the one I had was Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, we had him at consensus twenty five, and he ended up finishing number seven in PBR. Where we the the thought process was. Well, he was just getting so many targets because so many people were hurt in the offense, which at the time I thought that was very sound logic, but it just did not play out that way at all. Uh, this, la this last year, um, where, you know, Swift was quite banged up. Hawkinson got traded. Um, Jameson Williams didn't, you know, hit his stride this year. And so he just absolutely was a target monster and really was a league winner for you at the PBR uh, leagues. I know we're we're ways away from doing our 23 rankings. Like how much higher does he move into a top 12 for you guys? Like totally. for me, he does for sure. Yeah. I don't know if that, he does for that me. Defense, that defense is still going to be really bad, but is not it? even that, like his, his projection is, is relatively safe. Like even when, uh, the Jameson. Jameson Williams was back and DJ Chark was healthy and Reynolds was healthy and he wasn't getting all the targets. It was still pretty safe targets, a lot of slot up opportunities and short routes. Goff trusts him. And I think Goff's going to be his quarterback next year. He better be. I was, I think that is the case as well. If for whatever reason, he's not, I'm assuming that changes your guys' rankings, but yes. I don't think that's likely. I would be stunned. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's likely. Unless it's CJ Shroud, then I feel pretty good about it. Uh, all right, somebody else go. Where where were we wrong? Amari Cooper. I think we had him at 29 on our list, and he was the top 10 half-point PPR uh, fantasy receiver this year. Yep, he, he was on my list as well. Um, I talked enough about Tyler Lockett. I think everybody kind of knows most people were wrong on that one, so I'll, I'll name another one. Um, we were a lot higher on Brandon Cooks than – what his outlook was and, and where he finished. Um, similar to the conversation we just sort of wrapped up, uh, we put a lot of stock in him being the wide receiver one with a lot of opportunity, but it's just not, it wasn't a great team, not a great offense, not a ton of scoring opportunities, and the targets just didn't really matter. And with him, like the hard part is that he's been good in fantasy. It's not like he was a free agent acquisition, like a, I hate to bring the name up Kenny Galladay where he was going somewhere new. Like he's been in Houston. He was with the quarterback. He has had success there. So like, I, I think it was justifiable. It's just, it was just a bad turnout. Yeah. Um, 
So I had Amon Ra. I had Amari Cooper on my list. The one that I'm going to say now is Christian Kirk. We had him at 40. 40 in our consensus wow. rankings. He finished the the season at half point PPR at 14. Dude, bald. And he it was doesn't so look good like that's changing like next year either. He looks like he has that rapport with Trevor Lawrence, and he's got he got paid, and he made it. it I'd be like interested to see how Kelvin Ridley that's yeah, a good point. comes in there, and if they get Evan Ingram back, I I would be interested to know because Zay Jones he's been good. Marvin Jones steals touchdowns, so I I'm not saying we're gonna have him. Yeah, he probably should still be in the top 24 next year. Definitely should not be 40. I'll tell you that much. Nope. He should not be 40. Nope. Uh, one, any other thoughts? Talked, yeah. We talked about him briefly, but Devonta Smith, I think we had him at 39, and uh, he was a top 10 uh, receiver fantasy. So somebody that uh, we're going to have to keep our uh, our Raiders for. That's that's so wild. A.J. That's Brown, fifth. Devonta Smith, 10th. Talk, yeah. about, talk about receivers who stack like – wide receiver ones. There was two of them this year, Miami's yep. and Phillies. It's just, I'm trying to see if there's, I don't know if Jamar chase would have kept playing. Maybe would have had three T Higgins yeah. and Jamar chase. <laughs> that crazy. Uh, any other thoughts on where we were wrong? All right, let's give some credit. Uh, where as a consensus, were we right? <laughs> I can go first. I actually thought we were, pretty spot on um with t higgins um we had him at 10 i think he finished at 13 12 12 yep. uh, and between the four of us we were like a little bit higher than 10 a little bit lower than 10 so we were pretty pretty spot on i think where we had t higgins i thought we were a little bit higher on consensus than on tyree kill than the um the fantasy um community as a whole and granted he finished way higher than you know anyone had him uh, but I, we were a little bit higher on Ty- Tyree Kill than the fantasy community. This is this is going to be a really random name, and I'm interested to know what you guys think about it. I wonder uh, if we're the same one. I have Terry McLaurin. For, <laughs> yeah, that's who for, I have. For just end of the season finish. And by no way is that a perfect metrics because, I mean, Mike, Mike Evans finishes the 14th receiver, and he was not the greatest. But uh terry mclaurin finished as wide receiver 15 and as consensus consensus we had him as 18 so i think that was pretty solid so i in half point he was 18th i was he yeah so I, in half point I 18th, 18th yeah so we had him at 18 and we we finished at 18 so i that's the one i have like we are spot on for the ranking so uh yeah that, that was the one i had any other ones i was pretty happy with our cd lamb evaluation um, I had him as wide receiver six, but I, I'm guessing that uh, you guys had him somewhere different uh, based on the source that we were using. Uh, but we finished him as eight. Yeah, I, I screwed that one up. I had him at 11. Jeremy had him at eight. Bradley, you actually had him at five, and Josh had him at six. So uh, you guys got that. Uh, you, I am the reason why we did not get that one better. I'll take the blame on that one. Uh, let's talk about individual rankings. Where was an individual ranking? Of our of your own that bugged you, and I at least for me, I could have about ten of them. So <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Um, sorry, Bradley. No, you're good. Uh, I was so wrong about the Bears' offense. I had Darnell Mooney so high. I was so excited about him. I was excited about Cole Komet, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really quick, I was the Brandon Cooks stand. I was very, very close to making him a my guy for me. Um, I'm glad I didn't. Um, but we talked about him enough that he was the reason. Yeah, well, if you would have named him a my guy, it wouldn't have been as worse as my guy, Cortland Sutton, who I had <laughs> sitting at wide receiver nine. That's brutal. I don't oh, even yeah. know. That one's, I don't that even want tough. to know where he that finished. But that's so bad. Yeah. I'm not even looking to see it. He, he was, was on my list for what we did wrong, but I didn't want to hurt you in that way. No, you should have. I I wanted to get ahead of it. <laughs> he was mine as well. That I'm at 15, and he ended up PPR 43. I, I, I had a couple other ones for me. Um, Adam Thielen, I had at 21. I that's one thing I need to reevaluate to going into to next year's evaluations. That I mean that number 
some of these older guys, when that cliff comes, it just comes fast. I think if you're not an elite tier receiver, that that number hits you really, really quick. I mean, you saw DeAndre Hopkins. He was still pretty good. Stephon Diggs is up there in age. I'm not saying Adam Thielen's a bad receiver, but what I'm saying is that I would say he is not in the same tier as those guys, and that that cliff falls a little bit faster. Is he the three next year? Where? The Vikings. Oh, if if he comes back to the Vikings. I I would be surprised if he doesn't uh, hang it up. His wife posted on social media that it might have been his last time in Minnesota as a Viking. So. Oh geez. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't pay him nineteen million dollars. No, you can't. You just can't. What's the dead cap? Do you have any off the top? I think it's like nine. Oh, that's an easy decision then. That sucks. So another one for me. I for beating, beating <laughs> ourselves up. <laughs> Deontay Johnson. I had him, and you guys. Told me yep. I was way too high on Deontay Johnson. I, I felt pretty good about it. Wide receiver 15. Josh still having at 28 is way too low. I'm not going to give him credit for that. I think the touchdown, I will say the touchdown regression is going to come for him next year, I think. Oh, I don't, him, he, he's going to be good next year. Him not Believe having <laughs> a single, him not having a single touchdown this year is pretty insane. Um, Where he had what he caught, like what, a hundred balls. And he didn't have a single touchdown. Like that's just insane. Hopefully him and Pickett can get something going. Josh, did you have one that bugged you or did you were all your, I did my, I had my Cortland Sutton. I had him at 15. He ended up 43. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That mine was worse. And that was his one that he said. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, Individual rankings of someone else oh. that bugged you. Can I go first? No, please me. No, no, I want to go first because the kid didn't give much of a beating to himself, so I'll help him out. Yeah, uh, Josh, Hollywood Brown, seventeen. That's, yeah, you hate to see that. <laughs> I uh, I had high hopes for him this uh, this season, and I'm still hoping that he's got his quarterback and. Nuke probably isn't going to be there next year. Wide receiver year. 61 too with them. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> not a Lucky you updated that or you would have been hearing about it too. Not happy about that at all. Okay, Bradley, go ahead. Uh, I'll I'll stay with Josh here just because he was it was fresh on my mind. And it's DJ Moore uh, as the 10th re- receiver. Yeah. He finishes the 24th, which like I said, end of the year is, is not always the best accumulation because he did finish the last two weeks as the wide receiver 11 and wide receiver five. But prior to that, we, we had him as a drop candidate. So I think getting a more stable quarterback will help him. And I don't think it's something where he's, he's dead in the water. I think he's talented, but wide receiver 10, I, I hope we're not there again. All right. I, I have, I have my, I have a really good rebuttal for that because Brady and Bradley had this guy at 47 and 45 and he finished at 11. Christian Kirk. It's disrespectful. I, I was actually pretty high on Christian Kirk as um, compared to you guys. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, sure. I had him good at 30, which obviously was not where he finished by any stretch, but um, man, if you would have done like 40, 35 for your rankings. He would have been like 45 at our consensus. So thanks for holding <laughs> that end of the bargain. Thanks. What do you got, Becker? Yeah, mine was DJ Moore. And Josh. <laughs> <laughs> because, so and tough. to be honest, the biggest reason is the same reason you had hope for him this year. You're also going to have next year. And I know you're going to rank him in like the top 12 again. Maybe. No, I don't think I'll be able to do top 12. You're going to. I, I, I don't think I'll be able to, but. Clip um, that out. I guarantee he does. Becker, Becker, you had Chris Olave at 48. <laughs> he just goes right back at it. That's mine. Yeah, how much ammo do you have over there? That's, hey, I got, I got one more bullet. <laughs> I got, I got a, a bullet for uh, myself and Jeremy. <laughs> Sky Moore. <laughs> we had Sky Moore as 42 and 44. 76 overall consensus you guys that's that's nothing i don't even know if he played 40 snaps guys do you understand i said darnell mooney do you know i had him at let's see 26 and there was somebody (laughs) he finished and i just realized this wide receiver 67 
and he played like the whole year. <laughs> it's been tough. And Josh had him higher than you did. <laughs> I did. Well, I, since we're poo pooing on ourselves again, I had MVS at wide receiver 30. <laughs> what are we doing? Tough slate. Okay, on a serious note, I have receiver early. Yeah, I have I have one more. We've kind of let Jeremy off the hook a little bit. MPJ at 10 is bad, bad. That's really bad. It's bad, bad. We knew whose quarterback was going into the year. It's bad. Hey, Bradley was only in two spots behind me. Come on now. If we're gonna if we're gonna poo-poo on some some my guys. If I can take it, I'll give it to Jesse. Let me down. He did, he did, he did. Okay, and I'm let's uh, back back there next year. Come on. Yeah, we know. Uh, biggest tick down next year. Who gets a bump down for you? I think Adam Thielen's got probably the, one of the bigger tick downs. Uh, he, we had him at 22. I'd be shocked if he's within the top 40 next year. Um, so that's a little just that's a little sad. And then I did put DJ Moore on my list for biggest tick down. Can we clip that again for next year? You may. And Keenan Allen was another one that I had as well. Any other ones? Uh, Corlin Sutton. <laughs> well, no, he's, he's off the rankings. He's not making my list next year. Speaking of off the rankings next year, Deontay Johnson. Uh, it's just a bad take. Let's have someone else chime in here. I'll go with Keenan Allen. Uh, I'm going to tick him down a little bit. He's been banged up for the last couple of years. I think Herbert's game is to more push the ball down the field, and I think his target volume is going down a little bit. And if he is throwing it short, I think it's going to be more Eckler, and he is getting older. Yeah, no, I, he was on my list too. What about you, Jeremy? I too had Thielen on my list. Um, and to show you, I'm not just a. I also had Alan Lazard on this list. He um, a factor anymore? Yeah, no. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Those, com- those comments were so stark where it was like, nope, like it's I not see him in purple. Rogers. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I can see him in purple. I think he ends up a bear. That just feels I can, see him. I can see that. Um, but my other, my bigger name is Debo. I think he's going to get drafted a lot lower than um, that's really interesting this year. Wow. I think that's, Christian McCaffrey played. I don't think he's going to get dropped like way out of the top 12, right? By any means, but I mean, I think yeah. I had him at like six, five or six. After that performance we just saw in the playoffs? I think with McCaffrey, Kittle, like I just think that hurts his. I mean, having another wide back on a team like McCaffrey, who's a guy who, who's going to do basically the same things, but just on the running back side. I, I mean, I don't hate the rationale. How about this one? Uh, Mike Evans. Yeah, you do not Tom, know who's Tom quarterback's going to be, and that he's getting older. I don't hate that. Okay. Any other tick downs? Amari Cooper. Talk <laughs> up for next year. Jalen Waddle. Easy one for me was uh, Amon Ra. Amon Ra made the list for me. I'll do somebody that uh, Josh put as a tick down, and that's Deontay Johnson for me. Uh, didn't get a touchdown and set the record for most targets. We saw something similar with Miles Sanders last year. He was very productive, but just didn't get in the end zone. You took a chance on him this year. You're probably pretty happy with it. I think it's somebody that I'm going to be willing to take a chance with. I I was impressed with Pickett this year, and I think it's year two you're going to see something pretty. It's going to be better is what I'm going to say. What he's saying is don't write back, Josh. That's what he's saying. You got it. <laughs> I, for stock up, I actually had KJ Osborne. I do think he's stepping into that number two role. Um, I'd be, I'm interested. I mean, there are going to be options in the draft and in free agency for um, someone to be that number two, but I am curious what he would be able to do in that role. How about you, Jeremy? Stock up. I said I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, For me, so Garrett Wilson, stock up, I think. Only upgrades his quarterback position. I went with Devonta Smith. Got to give him credit for what he did this year. And then last but certainly not least, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Brandon Ayuk, for me. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. He looked good this year. I, I've been very impressed with the games that I've been watching. He's so wide open, fourth, and it's, the, not, the it's not just a scheme. What'd you say? Is he going to be the fourth target in that offense next year? 
I don't know. I I already said my I'm not looking at pecking order. You're a good player. You're on a good team. I guess we yeah. got the amount of the amount of players we have from the same team that are in the top 24 for finishes. It yeah, it's your talent. So, uh, what's like your biggest Christian Lockett? Yeah, top 24. Like that's a <laughs> wow, Christian Lockett. <laughs> What did I? Oh, I read. <laughs> my fault. I completely wow. read. Christian, Christian Watson like, and Tyler Lockett, Lockett dabbed up. Christian hey, Kirk and a, Tyler Lockett, right? That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good. <laughs> we are struggling with names. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, biggest storyline heading into the off season. For me, I'll I'll just go to Baltimore. Uh, just that entire dynamic with the wide receivers. It starts. Is Lamar staying or leaving? Um, I think he's going to stay, but we we obviously don't know. Is Rashad Bateman going to come back and be healthy? Is he going to be the number one? That was a my guy for me. Or are they going to draft a wide receiver? Or are they going to take a, a Jackson Smith and Jigba to take over that room? So it's going to be a lot of interesting turnover in Baltimore to see what happens. That's a good one. And I wanted to, my biggest thing is, are we going to see uh, more star receivers get traded this offseason? Um, where we saw a lot this past season, like with, AJ Brown and Tyree Kill and Dan Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, there you go. Um, we're, yeah, <laughs> uh, seeing if that's going to continue this offseason. It was a really interesting one last year. So I could see a guy like, you know, DJ Moore or Debo or maybe Devontae Adams getting traded again. Plot so, twist, I, th- I think that's going to be the quarterbacks this year. I think there's going to be a lot of big name quarterbacks on the move. So I, that was my biggest storyline, too. The three massive receivers that got traded this last year. I got some names for you too. Uh Mike Evans. Yeah. Give me in the contract That's year in 2024. Really Hollywood Brown. Again. Name that in the first round pick on free, that. Free agent in 2024. Michael Pittman Jr. That's a good one. That's free agent in 2024. Does not have a, a fifth round option. T. Higgins. Don't can you pay can you T. pay Higgins? two receivers at 25 mil? That one's an that one's an interesting one. I've seen things surface about him not being a Bengal next year. Yep. Uh, and then so three outlandish ones where they have their fifth year option. Jerry Judy. I can see him getting traded. C D Lamb. No. I'm just saying I'm saying like we just had three of the seven best receivers in football get traded. That's true. And then last but certainly not least, I hate putting this on my list, Justin Jefferson. What if the it's, Vikings are not willing to pay thirty uh, plus million dollars a year for him? You think that's what it's going to take? With yes. uh, I think he's going to wait until the salary cap goes up before he gets his contract. He will be the highest paid non quarterback in the NFL, as he should be. Yes, and, and I'm not saying that I don't want them to pay that. I'm just saying these these are players that like we did not think Tyreek Hill was getting traded. We did not think Devontae Adams was getting traded, especially when Aaron Rodgers came back. And we definitely did not see AJ Brown getting traded on a team that was the number one seed last year. So these are the, these are players that I'm just trying to get our listeners to start thinking about. Like they might not be on the same team next year if we stay on the same course we did last year. Jeremy, what's your? I I had the wide receiver market on my list as well. Another one that I had, and it plays in with. Um, two things you've mentioned Brady actually is will Mike Evans be doubted once again, if he stays in, in Tampa and Tom Brady is not there. Um, he's somebody that continues to kind of get moved lower and lower and lower in the rankings. And he's continued to produce. Now this year was a little bit more inconsistent. I think um, now his yep. finish looks fine, but definitely a little bit more inconsistent week to week, but one to potentially monitor. Cause he's a guy that you could see dip, you know, and, and you could maybe get a steal with him if he falls really far. And I will say his finish is padded on a 50 point week 17. So like you're looking at your weeks one through 17. He had that week 17. Otherwise he probably would have been looking in the twenties to 24 range. Let's finish with our ones. Got to go. So now that we have the draft class solidified, I think consensus wise, these are the four players that have a shot to be the, the number one overall pick. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama, C.J. Stroud, the quarterback out of Ohio State, 
Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama, and Jalen Carter, the interior defensive lineman from Georgia. Let's do it. Which one's got to stay? So which one do you think right now will be the number one overall pick? If you don't think it's Chicago? Loaded question. Oof. Sorry. It's okay. But we got to do it for our listeners. So I would be surprised if Chicago is picking number one. I'll just caveat that. I don't know who's trading up. Uh, I've seen the Panthers. I've seen the Colts. Those are probably the two favorites. I could see the Texans trading up just to make sure that their division rival doesn't come up. Bryce Young is going to be the number one overall pick. In That's my what I think as well. That's what I believe as well. J-Bex? Yeah. Now, rank these players. As far as, like, what order they're going to get picked? Nope. We're right now. I mean, we're we're in January, so you're not. I hope somebody wouldn't clip it and quote us for our rankings. But if they do, we'll take the publicity, too. (laughs) Here's how I'd rank them. Bryce Young, one, Jalen Carter, two, Will Anderson, three, and then CJ Stroud, four. Bryce Young, one, Will Anderson, two, CJ Stroud, three, and Jalen Carter, four. Just have a positional value more than anything. Yeah, I'm just going to go straight players. I go Anderson, Carter, Young, Stroud. And I would go Stroud, Carter, <laughs> Young, Anderson. Here we go, Desmond Ritter 2.0. <laughs> now this dude, he's got it. <laughs> he's he is, he is my number one player in the class. Let me tell you, if CJ Stroud versus Georgia shows up, this guy's a player, but he was really inconsistent this year. So I, I I told Bradley this. I did my write up on C.J. Stroud before the Georgia game, and I said, like, at his potential, he is a dude. And then he played against Georgia, and I'm like, dude, and confirmed. What I saw that's what I saw. Certified so, dude. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to talk to Yeah. Would have been fun for him to play in the national title game, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Go deep, and we'll see you.